Hey listeners, Ginger here, and just wanted to drop a quick reminder that we have a wonderful merch store powered by Slaker Merch. You go to slakermerch.com slash collections slash ginger talks, you can find our wonderful merch. Whether you want stickers, a comfortable plush hoodie, or just a nice t-shirt, maybe says a little golden tat on there, make sure you go check out the merch store. Thank you so much for all of your unending support, and we appreciate you. Now go get your merch. Confuse your friends and enjoy the episode. Welcome to the Ginger Talks Podcast with Ginger Snap 67 and Druid Knowledge. And now, here's Ginger. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Ginger Talks Podcast. My name is Ginger Snaps, and joining me, as always, Druid, my my buddy, my man. How the hell are you? All right. Before I start, I've got an important notice to make. Oh, shit. And that is, um, for all your rare coins, gold, silver, and appraisal needs, maybe you find yourself in Lee's Summit, Missouri. Talk to Ted Regal, president of Bacchus and Rockwell Rare Coins Incorporated. At Bacchus and Rockwell, we'll know when you're spent. (laughs) Was that good? That was fantastic. That was fantastic. uh, I'm hoping, I'm hoping. So we met Ted Regal at the weekend. And I'm hoping Ted uh, becomes like a beloved um, extended arm of the podcast. I would love that. I I can't wait to look at like the the locations of all of our listeners and see just an explosion in Lee Summit. (laughs) You know, Lee Summit, let me fucking hear ya. <laughs> boop, 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 boop. You know, like Lee Summit. If you find yourselves in Lee Summit and you ever find yourself in need for rare coins, gold, or various appraisals, Ted's your man. You know, I was, uh, I got very drunk while speaking to Ted. Um, it was an embarrassing moment because like, I bought this guy a round of drinks before and, and, you know, I could tell that he was a man of some esteem, but um, he basically, I ended up saying like, oh, get a little bit more expensive a whiskey than I'll usually buy. It, it was like three whiskeys, uh, the equivalent of 60 bucks. I'm like Ooh. screaming inside. And then, only then do I find out the, go- the guy fucking deals in used gold and I'm mean, the asshole buying the round. So here's the thing that I will tell you, though, is... Uh, Having someone that I know in my life who collects old and like rare money that is worth more than face value, who lives in Missouri. <laughs> no, like, fucking right. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> I used to like look for like wheat pennies and things. And like, so uh, <laughs> I definitely know the exact type of person you're describing. <laughs> if he is not in bed with Ted. Oh. Then he had, you know what I mean, like financial, yeah. financially. Yeah, you, know, you know that old, that old Wall Street saying, "In oh, we're in bed." Right. You know, meaning that you do hookers and blow together. Well, if he's not in bed with Ted, then he needs to get himself off to Bacchus and Rockwell Rare Coins, gold, silver appraisals, everything in between, and a nice hand shandy. In the midst of a wedding bathroom situation, if you buy them a round of drinks. <laughs> I dig it. I fucking dig it. 
<laughs> you bet. You bet. Because, it, because you're stuck with it. Well, I mean, I think it's funny. I, I love it. Can I just can I just say one of the most coherent intros I've ever had? I think I'm on a fucking wall. <laughs> and do you know, just to keep that sliding in, like uh, Johnny Sins slides into his tax returns. I'm going to slide in even further and deeply penetrate the meat of the situation, which is next to me, we have our guest. Also met Ted Regal at the weekend. We've yes. got Jack. Hello, Jack. Welcome to the show. Hello, hello. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. You know, uh, it's that. This is how it's going to go. That was a lovely, innocent fluster to begin with. I know. <laughs> but as this time goes, the, you're going to devolve into like something else. Like, because Jack and I are, when we get together, we get together in cer- certain social situations where we had to figure each other out, I think. Is that fair to say? I'm still trying, but yes. Yeah, well, uh, how can you decode a mind such as this? But I mean, like, um, we had to figure each other out. Yeah. Well, when we, fig- when we figured each other out, sorry, I'm belching on the camera. Uh, oh, God, it's not even the camera. Um, <laughs> okay, when we figured each other out, I, mm-hmm. I felt that we, we found a kinship in a situation that could have, you, you know, uh, we... we so, still love in a broken place. <laughs> <laughs> See, this is, why I knew, this is why I knew he would be perfect for this. He's glib. He's quick on the mark. So, hey, um, and I'll, Ginger, please take the reins. I'm talking way too much. So, so Jack, welcome. Uh, it's absolutely a pleasure to have you here. I guess, so it, cat's out of the bag. You two know each other away from the internet. Um, how do you guys know each other? I guess for the listeners at home and as well as myself. Yeah, so we met offline. We met through our partners, our, our girlfriends grew up together. Oh. And um, we were the, pl- the awkward plus ones at enough events that eventually we just bonded on getting wrecked. We were like, <laughs> yeah, let's just get fucked up again. Yeah. <laughs> and friendship blossomed. We, they, well, there's, there's more people in the mix that I've, um, I won't dive into. But yeah, some great people all in one group. And, yeah, he's he's a great he's a great guy. That's why that, I guess that was the important context required for my comments. Mm-hmm. Was you know in that situation where you've got the 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 partners plus one, and when you've got a bunch of them walking around like a bunch of masculine like fucking um, skeet ready to be shot, <laughs> wiggling their privates around, or doing what they we're doing what men do. Okay. Um, to f- we've been we've been fortunate, right? Jack's not the only one from that group that I think we've we've had a good bond, but like I think that we've singled out as the the reprobates of the pack. Yeah. So see, it's good to have a kindred a kindred reprobate. That's how I see it. <laughs> and and see that that completely makes sense here. I've realized and embraced uh, in the last few months that. Um, my friends and I can just be absolute degenerates in the best way possible. Like we're not breaking the law. We're not 
causing harm to other people, but we are just degenerate, degenerate humans. And it's just so much fun. And like, I'm finding those kinds of people away from the internet as well, who uh, chase, if you're listening to this, Hey buddy, I love you. Uh, degenerate shit. Let's go. Uh, but like, absolute just chaos and shenanigans in the best way and i i love it i love it so much <laughs> i i guess i we i always feel like we're like the two you know the muppets we're like the two old guys oh but, uh, god oh. uh-huh you know what i mean i never call kermit the uh miss piggy and that spaghetti guy at the end let's <laughs> forget <laughs> don't really know much about the Muppets. Um, all right, so moving swiftly on. Um, <laughs> so, right, I thought you'd like, look, bro, I can't believe I've, like, can't believe I've asked you to be on this now. Like, this you, you, you got the common thing with our conversations. Um, Druid always has this extremely rare knowledge on very individual, unique topics, and I just, I just failed to contribute. So when he asked me to come on the podcast, I was like, yeah, sure, I'll um, immortalize my existence, but I'm not going to be able to give much. No, no, no. I'm no, here no. trying. No, no, no. And I, and the listeners at home will attest that my very <laughs> unique frame of reference is uh, probably probably more the source of ire than it is enjoyment, uh, I would say, at this point. So what I what I will point out is Druid gets very specific musical and pop cultural references. But yes, when it comes to like everyday like American like references that like I make, some of them I can tell are just like a little left field. But like my my friends who know me really well, they're just like, oh, no. No, yep, mm-hmm, yep, nah, <laughs> but like, uh, <clears throat> it's, I see, I see, you just wish I was a little bit more American. No, 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 I love it because I learn so many things that I, I never would have known or understood, but also like, I can, I surprise you guys with, with little Little bits of uh, I understand what that word is. I know what that means. <laughs> I'm not just some okay. dumb American. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, I'm I'm trying to get the long and the short of this stick, and I really don't understand it, right? Because yeah. it's just a little too American for me. Little too everyday American. What you're saying there, I don't get it. But actually, <laughs> uh, I could tell you a whole bunch about like the original 150 Pokemon. I don't know if you can. Yeah. Listen. No, okay, I don't dude. actually. No, that's... What about 151? Boom, bitch! Uh, uh, mm, sorry, Mew, anyone? Mew too? Yeah. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, right, buddy. Go on, here we go. Now we're in the octagon. So, uh, I'm going to... Uh, same line, but tangent a little bit here. Jack, uh, you're not... Um, you're, you're, you're Australian, Yeah. Yes, I am. Yep. I am living in the UK, but yes, Australian. I, I, I just kind of like accents don't really like do like, I, I'm not like, oh, you're from this place. When I hear someone with an accent, I'm like, oh, you have an accent. Cool. But earlier you said no. 
and like no. No. The, <laughs> it like it like was just that little like twinge like every once in a while my southern will come out like this little like southern accent that after, i have after enough drinks oh yeah all right right do you do you get like stronger as you go Amen. Yeah, as you drink. You, oh, well, I guess that's both of you. Uh, perhaps. I think it comes out a little bit more when I do return home and to see friends and I'm around that environment. But like that said, I occasionally, when I am back home in Australia, I, I get asked where I'm from. <laughs> I, I'm from here. Well, I, I'm really? Yeah, so I don't have the, the thickest that, Australian Yeah, that was, gonna be, that was going to be my lead-up question because I think Australians get this quite a bit. Do you... People from other parts of the world, other parts of the world, sorry, assume you're British. Uh, no, no, Do you no, get, I, ever get that? Because I, I've, I've heard Australians getting that before. I think more often than not, it's, it's, it's Australian or New Zealand, like Kiwi. Um, mm. Yeah, but also I just don't think many people actually give a fuck about me. I'm just like, no, yeah. no, I'm gonna, I'm like, this is why, yo, yo, this is not a fucking free therapy session, brother. You get, drop that line of question, right? Yeah, it was all cute when you talk about possible New Zealand. Um, yeah, they are cute, those Kiwis. Yeah, but they, they are, they are, people, people don't see the nuance. I can hear the difference, I think. Yeah. Can you tell the difference? You know, listener at home, can you tell the difference between someone from New Zealand and Australia? I think absolutely yes, you can. I think the New Zealand accent is a lot more, uh, and permit the term, percussive. It's a uh, bit, you know, a bit more like Hedy uh, said. Like it's not like that. That's more South African, but like the the New Zealand accent is more like it has beats, and I think the Australian accent more like lilts. Interesting. I, I can see that because I. Um... A friend of mine, we get on and we play uh, Elder Scrolls online every week, just for a couple of hours, one night a week, just so we can hang out. And she's from New Zealand. And, like, I can, I've started to discern the difference a little bit more, but when you throw South African into the mix, I'm fucked. Like, I don't know what it is about (laughs) South African that just makes my brain, like, short circuit. I'm like, well, fuck me, man. Right, interesting. I think South African rolls over the D's in an interesting way. Like the uh, the plosive sounds and the mm. T's. It's like diplomatic immunity. <laughs> Rod. 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 Forget about it. And like that's like that. And then uh, Australian as well. Like, You're right, mate. I done. And then you've got like... Um, so like the Kiwis, they don't say like. So Jack will probably say like, have, have, I have, I have something. Mm-hmm. But then like a Kiwi will go like, I have something. Kid. Yeah, like that. I feel like you're pretty good at this. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm, I, I like I like accents. Kiwis tend to. Um, it sounds like like Australians and Kiwis both lift a lot of their words. But with yeah. Australians, it's more of a gentle lift, whereas Kiwis is more of like a almost like a snapping lift. Yeah, Dodgy, like another Dodgy, way Dodgy, Dodgy, we uh, hit Lord of the Rings. Uh, <laughs> it's in in uh, in New Zealand, and that's like that. What do you think of that? Right, that. I mean, that's pretty good. But I'm I, I'm still caught up on the South African comment. Like, as soon as someone speaks English, and I'm like, what the fuck is that? It's always <laughs> South African. 
Yeah, right. Okay, a, I feel yeah. there's a big variation, but sometimes it's just bizarre. I'm like, you're almost speaking another language you, uh, in English. You, yeah, yeah. Because they do though as well. They they, they go into Afrikaans. They still know that shit. The best, uh, you know, pop culture knowledge coming out again. Um, I've seen the heat map. Nobody listens to us in South Africa anyway. <laughs> so yes. whatever. Fuck fuck you. Um, fuck you for li- not listening. I can say what I like about your fucking country now. Oh God, here we go. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm not gonna. I'm no. I've got. I, I actually. No, no, no. I actually have family in South Africa. It's fine. So I can say this. I'm like the worst. That's the worst kind of racist, right? By the yes. way, like. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, like my second cousin twice removed is actually like from there. So like you know. <laughs> but um uh, South South African best bit of pop culture. Uh, best pop culture moment apart from District 9 for the South African accent was in that Lethal Weapon film where uh, they're going against like it's anti-apartheid oh and yeah the guy, and they, they've got diplomatic immunity in America so yes. you can't kill the bad guy and then uh, Mel Gibson you know rest in shit motherfucker if you ever die um, <laughs> he goes to shoot him in this like this uh, consulate just goes diplomatic immunity yeah. and then he gets shot <laughs> absolutely the greatest moment in the South African like kind of vernacular and Tim you know I can already hear you snipping this out <laughs> what film was that on is, is it I think lethal it might weapon. it's lethal it's, weapon it's not the, it's like three or two yeah it's I think it's yeah, side one um, because I only we only had one lethal weapon movie uh on like VHS growing up, and that was the one that we had. So I've got to figure out which one it is because it's going to drive me crazy. Oh, it's got to be three. I think. Or is three going to be? Is three going to be two nineties? Because it's very, it's very much against apartheid. This movie. I mean, in Australia, like anyone thirty-five and under probably just knows one roller coaster at a theme park called Movie World. <laughs> it's the lethal weapon, and this thing just fucks you up. It's like I've, you know how you get off a roller coaster and you've you either had a great time or you've got a thrashing headache. Uh huh. It's well. it's the thrashing headache. But uh, yeah. <laughs> all of them get updated, and that's the one that just keeps going. Like they just won't replace it or update it. Even a new coat of paint, they're like no. Do you know that that's like the metaphor for something? Like right there, like you know, just the roller coaster that keeps on going. Almost sound like Fred Durst there. Uh, yeah, that was one. Yeah, that was Just one of those days. Got to uh, be this tall to ride. <laughs> <laughs> I have a a meme on my phone from I don't even know how long ago, and you know the stereotypical white girl thing where it's like they've got the the letters hanging up in their living room that say "Live, laugh, love." Um, oh, oh yeah. Hey, we've got some of those up now. Yeah, I got um, that tattooed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know the one. Yeah, so, sorry, that was it. No, it's did okay. Not the, find that, did not the, find that music. <laughs> the meme is uh, live, laugh, lip, live, laugh, lip biscuit. <laughs> oh. In the yeah, lip biscuit a... font. <laughs> oh. What do you think Mrs. Knowledge would think of that decal being on this, in this room? Because <laughs> I would have that. I'm gonna vote against. Oh, no, <laughs> oh, bro, you're. You know what? You know what? He's been such a couples plus one right now that I can't even believe it. Right. 
Yeah, yeah, I'll just, I'll just oh, I guess. Pleasure oh, moment of the biscuit. There was a period, but like, I now I'm just embarrassed. I, I never fucking liked him. Is that, and do you know, here's the two acts that nobody ever believes me that I didn't like because they're like, oh, fucking hell, everyone likes him. Limp Biscuit and Blink 182 did never like that either. What? You can't not like Blink. So, no, I never liked him. Never fucking liked him. Limp Biscuit and Stained are two that now that I'm older, I'm like, why? But then I'm also <laughs> like, okay, but why? And Blink 182, I have my nostalgic moments, but come on. We yeah. all make fun of ourselves for uh, the listening to Miss You by Blink 182. Oh. Where are you? And I'm yeah. so sorry. Like, come yeah. on. Clutching things and eating there inside. It's yeah, I mean, like come well, on. Yeah, three of us could sing the entire song though. So yeah, we fucking could. <laughs> we totally fucking could. Um, <laughs> no, they're like the sex of darkness. Oh, here he is. Yeah, you know, everybody. Here he is. Jack's in the house now. That's when you know yeah. someone's limbered up in the podcast chair when they start. <laughs> yeah, singing the singing the emo bangers. Oh, dude. Um, then... I don't. <laughs> A group of my friends and I have been like sharing a bunch of music lately and Druid, I think you'll enjoy this callback. A buddy of mine sent me a metal cover of a country song called Thunder Rolls. What? Okay. This country song, like when you hear it, you might recognize it, but like the chorus is like, when the thunder rolls and the lightning strikes, burr, 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 like it's yeah, that, this whole big no, thing. That just sound like a bit of mess, <laughs> but it's somebody sent me that cover, but it was a song that I listened to a lot as a kid. And the callback is I know Tim will know this song because I was obsessed with it when I was young. And I was thinking about the Spotify playlist. <laughs> Oh God! Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> because okay. that needs, Thunder, that needs th- further context. Thunder Rolls came out the year I was born, I think. So it's a little. Oh, okay. I get what you're saying. So you're saying. there was it's a Phil Jackin. There was conversation about songs that I might have been conceived to. Um. So my my my. Guess was Aki Breaky Heart, Billy Ray Cyrus. Which isn't old enough. Which isn't old enough. I was really sad to learn that actually. It's really tracked for me. But anyway, carry on. But the the whole thing was it took me down like this memory lane of sitting with my dad in a bar playing the same like six country songs on the jukebox over and over again at like four, five, six years old. Like, I was that asshole kid in a bar of, like, seven old dudes on a Tuesday night, like, feeding the jukebox and playing the same songs over and over and over again. Oh, my God. No, 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 no. (laughs) And then I went from this, like, country and pop kid to then, like, emo shit and Static X and Slipknot and... (laughs) Like the evolution yeah. hit hard. Didn't we all? Didn't we all? Evolve in weird ways. I think the last time I had a physical fight was at a stained concert. <laughs> so, 
<laughs> I love the thought of that so much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I slapped him around the face with a white lace glove and I said, I will meet you at dawn, you f- <laughs> <laughs> You vagabond, you cur. Oh my god. By the light of the morning, your corpse shall hang. Oh no. The- I just, you know me, I have Google forever open. Um, I looked up stayed because I want to see if they were still active. And yeah, they are. <laughs> com, but then the, the actual like part that you click on for the link, stained. Legendary rock band. And I can't, uh. I can't take that seriously. <laughs> it's been a while. Oh, mate. That Is that there? Do you like a bit of stain? Oh, well, I like that song. It had its moment and I can yeah. listen to it again tomorrow and just once. You know, imagine this, right? So let's imagine Nirvana are like a sirloin steak. Okay. And then that sirloin steak is put through a mincer. Yeah. And then put with like chicken wattles and uh, children's sweatshops tears as they fashion in like a shit sausage that's stained. Oof. I don't, I don't know how to respond to that. Well, I'm not sure. It's an open call. Like, it's a dabble or not? It's an, it's a, oh, yeah, yeah. You know, like, some people like bite into it and think it's good, even though they know what's going into it. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's, like a, it's like a New York dog, you know? What, is it wrong to say that Stained may be a one-hit wonder? No, because they had one decent, decent-ish album, and that okay. was the one that had it's been a while on it the album that came after it was had a couple okay songs but they had they only have six studio albums they've been active since 95 yeah but they get laid they would oh. tour so hard yo oh, yo yeah um transition no i'm actually just caught up in a, uh, a thought from earlier like ginger mentioned the jukebox and she was like putting seven songs on in a row yeah i was like what those things play cds what the fuck do they do when no one's playing do they just pick random songs yes. and random cds and they do yeah yeah, oh, yeah. i knew That's- we didn't all sit there in silence but fuck yeah it'll just pick a random <laughs> a random song um like a random disc and just kind of rotate bring them back CD jukebox. Bring back jukebox. Yeah. I mean, it's not romantic. A CD is not a vinyl. No, I'm not. No, but not like, accessible. Are we gonna? Are we gonna? We're gonna pivot the whole way around, and CDs are gonna be like harvested, man. Oh, the person who's got like seventeen hundred Blu-ray DVDs is gonna be lord of the town. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. He's gonna have like you know one of those like dusty books. Yeah, we're all children of the nineties. Mm. Those dusty. Are, are you from the nineties? Yeah, 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 100%. I'm not that old. You open up the, you know, the dusty book with all the discs in it. Uh-huh. I, do you know what? Like, I can totally oh, yeah. see the practicality in that, mm. but also, like, never like them. Oh. They're good if you burnt your own CDs. Yes. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. We we called them CD Bibles uh, in my household, and my mom had one. My brother had one of the big ones that was four discs to a page, and it housed all of his CDs and I used to go through and like pick out CDs and I would like play a CD for one song that I really liked. And then like 
we'd listen to the whole CD anyway. But like, I'm like, oh, I gotta do these other songs. You know, do you know what's crazy is how fucking old we sound talking about CDs. Like even older than vinyl. Like CDs are such like it's such an interesting thing because CDs inhabit this like vinyl was like what had decades like four decades of like owning the shit cds had like two i can just hear mrs knowledge singing it can you hear that i didn't know she was such a good singer very very like we can't make anything out but i can hear the noise just in the background a little bit hear the sweat song by weezer which is just oh i love it (laughs) like i'm literally like anyway uh Oh, I was no, no. CD is such a specific window, right? So much yes. shorter a time than vinyl. Did you ever record things from the radio on a cassette, like a tape? Yes. Absolutely, I did. Yeah. yeah. Yes, and you had to tape over those two little slots so you could record over a pre-recorded tape. Yes. Yes. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah, I did. And you know, tapes tried to have a little comeback, but it kind of failed because actually. Tapes are the least convenient of all the, like, kind of formats. I can't, by the way, if anyone is still listening to us, we've, we've talked about accents and, like, now we're talking about audio formats. So, uh, well, you know, congratulations, you've made it to the Easter egg. True to form. Good content. Um, True to form. <laughs> cassettes, cassettes were the worst. Like, cassettes, they tried to... Make a little comeback, but it's literally f- not like not very good. Well, like so, CDs, man. Like so one day, are they going to be like worth fucking loads of money? They, some of them are, but the thing with so the problem um, with all tapes and cassettes and stuff were that the actual tape ribbon itself was made of cellulose, so it just degrades faster, and it it just degrades easier. Whereas like vinyl and laser disc and cds it all lasts physically so much longer so tapes yeah. were never you know super popular i still have an, a highway to hell acdc cassette tape hold on to that one. Oh fuck yeah that, yeah yeah that's like a little yeah. moment i've got a vinyl oh. collection that's way too big so here's an acdc story from for you Oh, oh, yes. the, uh, oh, this is so Australian right now. Um, so my dad grew up in Melbourne. Okay. And ACDC played a gig uh, at his high school. And I always get one part of the story wrong, but <laughs> bear with me here. Um, <laughs> one of the girls from the school left school and went back to their hotel room. And she ended up getting suspended because, yeah, well, she went home with the some one of the, the members from ACDC back oh before I guess God. it was Bon Scott. Yeah. So bon he, Scott, he, the one that before it was Bon Scott. Oh uh, so he came no, in after No, the, no, but it's Brian Johnson's the second. Yeah, back Bon Brian Scott's Johnson? the original Brian uh, Bon oh, Scott. Bon Scott. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was yeah. like early days, man. Like yeah, they're playing high school. Holy shit. Yeah. yeah, imagine just seeing them at your fucking high school. That'd be sick. Listen to this. This is do you know what? Ginger, don't you think he's fitting like a hand in a glove? I, this I love exactly, this is what this is what people want to hear that listen to this podcast. I'm I don't know for sure, but I am pretty sure. He's going for dick and a slipper, but I'll take that. 
Dick in a slipper. Yeah. Oh my god. Okay, <laughs> let's wrap up. Let's, and that was the Ginger Talks podcast. <laughs> I'm sorry, uh, my brain broke on uh, on that one. I just like the wheels were just a- spinning. I couldn't go anywhere. <laughs> I think that's a podcast like that. I don't know why. Like we've heard worse things than that. Uh huh. I just didn't like the image of it. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I did not like the image of that. Thank oh. you, bro. Thank you. <laughs> I Someone mean, had to keep it real. I mean, listen. Listen, man. Do it. Oh, my God. So I have to ask this because there's a, a series of thoughts. Druid, uh, do you have kids that look at you and say, I'm going to keep it a hundred? Uh, oh, Please I have no idea. No. Please say no, no because no. that gives me hope for humanity. <laughs> no. Like I a month and so. a half ago, I had a kid look at me while I was taking photos for a thing. Turn and look at me and goes, you know what? I'm going to keep it a hundred with you. And I was like, you are 15 seconds old. What the fuck are you? Stop it. Stop it. Yeah, but they all think they're fucking like, they all think they have the wisdom, don't they? That's the thing. Oh, my God. um, They all think that they try and like, they're like, sir, you need to do this for a good lesson. I'm like, you are. Look, I'm teaching you. This is where kids are at, is that they, you know, they've got, I'll say it again, I've said it a million times, they've got the, I want to talk to the manager mentality. Yes. Yeah. They, you know, everyone's a fucking Google reviewer. Oh, my God. Kids are no different. They're like, I think you could do this better. And I'm like, I'm not looking for your feedback, brother. <laughs> Maybe you should be. Maybe you should take it all on board until you just fucking took every... and start killing people. <laughs> Uh, if I took every bit of feedback from the kids on board, I would end up doing a Fortnite dance at the front of the room. Yeah, you would. I'm, with, then, I'm with the kids yep. on this one. Yeah, I don't. I don't. So I, I don't. The future is bright. I'd like. I'd like then start like ejaculating like prime into like a cup, oh. and then oh. I'd be like William Shakespeare as I like grogged it around. And then I, I wouldn't actually feed it to them. I would just put it in my own mouth and then spit it out. And then make a video where I make paella from the top down. <laughs> and that is like me just turning into a walking, talking TikTok video. Dude, I struggle so much with kids here because they are all like chronically online. And I'm like, I, I, I can't. I can't go. Please go touch no. grass, please. Just please, <laughs> like. Yeah. Um. Yeah. No. Well, we we talk about this quite a bit, and yeah. the irony is not lost on me. We basically talk about the philosophy of uh, having to get offline and and kind of you know e- existing within the world a little bit more. But we are online goblins releasing a podcast <laughs> online right. whilst we are saying that. So please, you know, don't turn off the podcast while you're touching grass outside. Please have nope. it in your headphones and in yes. your heart as yes. you have for a year now, listener at home. Yeah. But at the same time, you know, smell a flower, do what you got to do. Well, that's 
jack off into the uh you know the jack off into the face of life hmm. i like I, that i am right. chronically online but the thing about it is i also know when i'm like no i don't think i will touch you today computer goodbye like i find this like mix that i don't think people understand like you're you're doing all these things you're so chronically online and i'm like yes but i also take my camera and i go sit in nature and shoot photos for 45 minutes but then i have to come back into my house and edit those photos <laughs> look i could tell you uh, like a million stories from the like the last week where I saw the nation's youth showing themselves in a bad light because they their parents have pacified them with iPads and there is no doubt about that. Uh, what I'm, I'm about to quote on Confucian uh, ideology here and say that uh, what was it Confucius? You know Confucius, right? Confucius believed that. Uh, in order for a good society to flourish, the pr the producers of things should outweigh the consumers. And the current state of technology farms consumers like nobody's business. So you're left in this aerobarous snake eating its own tail where people live to consume and you see them living and dying by uh, a glow of a fucking idle screen that's selling them something. And it's selling them behaviors that are abnormal in what is accepted as society. They are walking, talking Fortnite dances, and they are unashamed in being so. It's a worry for the future. It's a worry for the present. However, you know, if you're a true anarchist, like uh, obviously <laughs> the druid knowledges, <laughs> then you believe that, you know, the freedom allowed by techno like technology allows freedom of choice. Therefore, everything's just going to be all right in the end. Just let them fucking do it. Listen, yeah. I don't know. if they're not hurting anyone and they're not hurting themselves, yeah, that was a lot of talk. I do. It's all fucking wavy gravy, man. Like I just, I can't, I can't get no, wrapped up. I hate them. I hate them. Don't you get me wrong. I hate each and every one of those children that I teach. <laughs> oh man, they, like this is this is where I kind of have this deep. I draw this line. It's kind of like, and I'll st I will stand up for this, and no matter what. And it's kind of a case of, yeah, like, okay, when you look at it like in that way, like, yeah, the youth are fucked. They're all like glued to screens and doing this and that. Everyone would have if they had that opportunity, or they were kind of born yeah. and oh, raised no, in that yeah. But what I cannot stand for is when older generations criticize or give up on the youth. They're like, oh yeah, global warming, we're all fucked. This planet's doomed. I'm like, hang on a second. Or the the generation like of, of like the younger generation, like they don't know a day of hard work. Like they are the bright minds of tomorrow and they are fucking oh, inspiring. Of course, of course they are. Of course they are. I don't want you to mistake what like I'm kind of joking in places and not in others. Like I don't really like there's no fucking right or wrong answer, but like here's the thing you can't date that when you talk about a generation of kids moving up and you disapprove of them is that every generation before you did it exactly. Every, the same. Yeah, and I'm so yeah. sick so, of that fucking cookie a, cutter pattern. Yeah. It's like let's fucking enable them and build them and like believe in them and like give them opportunities. Like we're the first generation in some ways that like I don't know, in at least in like 
our fucking developed nations where it's like, oh, it's so hard to get ahead. Their parents ahead of us bought everything and had everything mm. given to them. It's so easy. It's like, okay, well, it's not. A, it might not be as easy for our generation. Let's not get right into that. But it doesn't mean we fucking turn around and make it twice as hard for the next. Oh generation. yeah, right? no, it's fucking mate, fucking mate. And and this, is, I, I guess, like the context that I'm not given is like where I work is a high deprivation, like low, like it, no kids have any ambition to succeed where I work. And I'm like, I am playing, like, I feel like I've been super mean. I, I am, like, I care about the, and I, like, really, uh, I'll dip into philosophy again, man. Like, you know, let's theorize love as, like, something that isn't just romantic love. Like, you know, love is about understanding someone that annoys the shit out of you, everyone that annoys the living piss out of you on this planet. Yeah. And shows traits that you would consider like horrible is just missing some level of kindness. Yeah. Yeah. Well And that you know, in that's those situations that's what they're missing. Right. But anyway, I think we're getting to uh, ginger please. No, no, no. It's so what I'll what I'll say on it, because I I had a friend who I've since lost, but the one thing everybody at his funeral said was it didn't matter who you were, how long he knew you, he always told you he loved you. Whether you said it back, whether you were a bro, whether you were somebody else, it didn't matter. If he cared about you, he loved you, and he told you that. So take that, apply it to your life, quit being miserable fucks, God damn it. <laughs> yeah, that being said, don't worry, the programming is not going to change. Like I, I will continue to be slightly miserable. Uh, as we go on but like it's so true like just be like uh, um read the works of soren kierkegaard mm. really opened my eyes to that uh principle of uh everything bad in the world is just due to a lack of kindness or a lack of like fucking ability to get to things and just understand that in the person that you hate yeah because they have that too yeah for sure Education like, and love. We all need it. And uh, I've just got a little buzz on my phone here. Wait, what's this? <laughs> oh, boy. What's this? Uh, just... uh, wait, what's this? A little buzz on my phone. <laughs> and if you want your enemies or uh, your enemies or fiends in your life turned down to carbon and turned into precious jewels, go no further than Bacchus and Rockwell Rare Coins Incorporated. Just call Ted Regal on 524-7855 in Lee's Summit, Missouri, and you too can be a bitter and twisted individual with something to look at. That's Bacchus and Rockwell Work Coins Incorporated. All your gold needs sorted today. And now it's time for an ad break. Hey, listeners, Ginger here. Uh, just wanted to say thank you so much for listening to the podcast. Uh, We've really made an effort to try to up the quality of the podcast in all forms. And I just want to take a moment and say thank you. And a special thank you to our wonderful patrons over at our Patreon. Um, if you'd like to support us and help us make even more improvements and make this podcast even better, please consider go checking out our Patreon, patreon.com slash gingertalks. 
Uh, we have a couple of different tiers um, where you can get priority access for guest questions, as well as hear episodes of Little Snaps, which is our Patreon exclusive, where we take stuff that's been cut out of the episode and put it out on Patreon just for you. If you would like to hear the first episode of Little Snaps, you can actually listen to it for free exactly where you're listening to this podcast right now. So thank you so much. And uh, big thanks to our patrons. Without you, we wouldn't be able to do this. Oh, my God. How was that? That was fabulous. You did it to me for once. I'm proud of you. Respect. You know, when you get the Bacchus and Rockwell uh, business card, you better fucking deliver a fucking couple of promos on your podcast. Yeah. Situated in situated in the Midwest, no less. Oh my god. Well, that that makes me giggle because I actually had a pile of business cards fall on my desk before we started recording. Why are you in like an American psycho remake? What is this? Uh, I have collected business cards. I'm sorry. I network a lot. It's just a thing that I do. So this is making sense why you said the fucking word Rolodex to me. I know. We have one. I was going to make a joke about So (laughs) get this. Uh, There's a six hour time difference listeners between Druid and and I. So for Druid this morning on his way to work, he sends me a message. Hey, you got time for a quick chat? I haven't been to bed yet. <laughs> and he's calling me on his way to work. So I'm getting ready for bed. And he's been up starting his day. And I'm reminded yeah. that I'm just like a, a sleepless goblin. <laughs> Uh, well, it, you know, as I said, the shoe was on the other fucking foot for, for once because I'm the sleepless goblin on this podcast. Like, nobody fucking hears that side of your personality. They just hear me. And I assume that people that listen to this podcast just think I'm like a Dickensian ghost. Could you imagine if we recorded this podcast face to face all the time, like in the same room? Well, I mean, like, do you think it would change the dynamic? What do you think of the dynamic? Like, Jack, you're, you've never listened, right? That's true. I'm not a big podcast listener, but I might, I might take it up after this, you know? Uh, no, <laughs> I, I like the dynamic a lot. I think it, because um, you two haven't met in person before, have you? No. Absolutely not. Yeah, I think that's kind of cool. I, keep, I think that keeps a, an edge to it that's just unique. Do you think if we met in real life, it would, like, spoil it? Completely. <laughs> oh, well, fuck. <laughs> nah. Uh, live your best lives, and if that means meeting up, which I think it would, then definitely, li- definitely link up somewhere. You, you know, they... It's cool. So... I like the origin story, and I like... Uh, I'm enjoying what I'm witnessing, so this it's, is sick. It's in the stars that uh, eventually Ginger's going to... I mean, I don't know. I don't know if I'm yes. assuming too much. I keep no. bringing it up. No, so... Uh, I guess uh, just kind of being real, I was supposed to get my passport when I filed my taxes, but my state uh, absolutely bent me over and fucked me on small business taxes. So I didn't get a return and I ended up having to pay 
like $700 in taxes. So I, uh, uh, um, the passport's coming. Once I have the passport, then we're a step closer. But, uh, that's, He's coming back. yeah. I said. It still sounds better than the, uh, than getting fucked by the dude from Stained. Yeah, well, well, dear, yeah, well you know what? Nah, <laughs> 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 that was a really good callback. Well, because, like, I had this moment um, last weekend. So I don't know if Druid has told you, but I, I paint. Um, and I do nice ab- I do abstracts. I don't do, like, portraits. I don't paint, like, traditional, like, physical things. Um, yeah. I'm, but I, by the way, still, still waiting for that portrait. Um, I, I know, dude. I'm, uh, I have some things that I'm working on. I'm, like I'm looking at like packaging and reasonable shipping and stuff like that. So I want to make sure everything's right. protected before oh, I send it off. To be fair, off the pod, please carry on. Yeah. yeah. Um, Looks like a job for producer Tim. Tim. Uh, but I, I do these abstracts and I, over the weekend, last weekend, I painted my absolute best friend in the whole world. I've known him since college i've known him longer than i knew my ex-wife like uh, he's and he is someone who is 100 not on social medias he doesn't do anything in the way of like he understands like i've wanted to create content he does not want to be involved at all he wants to just kind of live his life and i'm like cool dude like i i respect the fuck out of that well i painted him i've never painted him in all the years i've been doing this and because every time I brought it up, he was just like, no, don't. It's fine. And so I finally was just like, no, fuck you. <laughs> but it was the first time since I started painting it like this in 12 years that I actually dipped my fingers in the paint itself. And I painted the entire thing with just my fingers, no brushes. And it made like it reminded me of the all the things that I wanted to do to have just like a room where a wall is just I've just flung paint everywhere and I've like taken my hands that are just dipped in paint and just like just go to fucking town. Like yeah. it kind of reignited mm-hmm. that and I'm like, oh I need this so bad. <laughs> <laughs> are you impressed with your uh, your finger painting uh, dude i i actually am uh it's because it you wouldn't tell it just looks like i didn't use very defined brushes it's right it's yeah wild. the the least defined brushes of all <laughs> the ones <laughs> you know the ones that god gave you I'm actually That's gonna... so cool. I got hearing that, hearing the passion on that is just yeah. like, if anyone's just, you know, if anyone wants to hate on that, that is just like the passion on that was just the coolest. Like slapping that wall and painting it and like hands in, I, I couldn't help but think of like, it reminded me of that film, The Notebook. I feel like there's a, 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 a house that he builds from hand for the mm-hmm. girl of his dreams and there's a paint studio at the back or something i was just picturing that I was like, that is romantic that is awesome yeah so i just sent uh, a, uh, a picture yeah, of it. Got it oh shit yeah yeah it's cool that is so nice um so my abstracts 
what it is. It's it's how I like visualize and feel about people. So every color, every stroke, every motion, every layer, every movement means something. Um, mm. But wow. yeah, yeah. Uh, I remember streaming the one you did with me, and uh, we didn't know each other as well at that time. Mm -hmm. I remember thinking, like, when you were talking through why you did everything you did, it made total sense. You had it pegged like straight away. Yeah, it because right, it's you didn't know what's going on. You do. Yeah, it. It's how I. It's how I show my like emotion and like how I read people. And I know we've talked about this on the pod before, but like it's I get a bug up my ass and I'm like, no, I need to paint and I need to paint this person and this person and this person and this person. And I just I have to get it out. I have to do it. Um, or this person's been on my mind. If I don't do it, I it like I I can't like stop thinking about it. And what? the more I get to know someone the more it changes and it shifts into something different. When you get that feeling, what's the, the bigger pull? Is it like painting that person or is it being just, just the painting itself? It's painting. Typically it's like, I'll get the urge to paint and then I'll go, okay, so who is it that I'm really wanting to paint? Because it's, yeah. it's, it's either I'm someone has been on my mind or I can't figure something out or I've learned something or, like, I have this emotion about someone that I need to get out. Out of curiosity, as a painter, how do you, like, get better at it other than practice? Is it purely, like, just by doing it that you kind of learn te new techniques or experience new things? Or is it, like, is there some theory that goes on behind it? I'm just curious. So, like, do people kind of like, yeah, follow blogs and shit? Uh, yeah, tell me. <laughs> so, um, for like traditional artists, like you can watch other artists, like do their work. And I watch actually a lot of like short, like YouTube shorts of this one artist who, like, he did comic books for a while, and he does all these different styles, all these different mediums, but he never does anything. I don't watch any artist that does work like what I do. Um, yeah. mm. and important, important in its own way, I guess. Right. Yeah. And, and it's so like all fight, like I learned of a new type of paint that I never even thought about, um, that can be a little bit difficult to work with, um, called gouache where you kind of water it down. It's sort of like watercolors. The, the more water you add, the sheerer it gets. And I started playing with it. And in learning how gouache worked, I became more comfortable with doing different things with my acrylics. And I also bought like my own mixing mediums to get certain effects, certain colors of paint to do certain effects or add like when I think of someone who's had like this very like traumatic thing or this very dark thing or this very painful thing happen to them. I will add, but they've used it to like grow and change and they use that to, to make something beautiful. I'll add like my iridescent medium and mix it into like a black or a deep red and use that as a layer. Um, but I also have like 
a metallic black, but the metallic and the iridescent are used for different things, different feelings and emotions. Um, so like I've only started to really play more with it recently. And recently I've been painting a canvas all one color. When I think of this person, this is the first color I think of. So, and there was a time there for a while where I would, instead of painting one solid color, I would paint um, like stripes of colors that I associate with this person. And then all of the feelings and the emotions and the flow over top of it. Um, like, so like I'll go through different phases of like, I'm doing one solid color as the background. I'm doing a gradient. I'm like, it just, it kind of, I kind of go through just like different phases of that. So all of yeah. the paintings in the last six months have had a solid color as the background. Yeah, that's so in, so insightful. It's a lot to actually process as a non-painter, but <laughs> sorry. Thank you. No, 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 no. Sharing. Is that you know, uh, we've I don't know. We've been doing this for how long now? Oh gosh, almost two years. Almost two years. Wow. And uh, I think that's like, you know, it's clearly a passion of gingers, and it's yeah. like it, I think. It's nice that you brought you brought that out, Jack. You brought out that like space where she could talk about it. like I, I've never heard you talk about it like that. I've heard you talk about it like a bit, but that I think that you come into a like a bit of uh yeah, realizing how much it means to you and that's super cool. But that like empathy that you have uh for like what other people are all about, like runs through into like everything and that speaks to that, you know? Yeah, I. That's I, your gift. That, that's why you're in Charles Xavier's school right now <laughs> for the for special needs education children or whatever it is we're fucking fostering. <laughs> of course, you need to learn about Magneto. Of course, oh, I, Charles Xavier. Sorry, sorry, sorry. No, that's okay. And it's it's funny because like. I've talked about doing self-portraits as like check-ins with myself and how I feel about myself and what I think about myself. And I do them in really high highs. I do them in really low lows and I do it when I'm just kind of like in, in the middle of it all. Um, right. I'm just like coasting through life and everything seems fine and nothing's, you know, extraordinary is happening either way. And like, I have a bin in my closet that is just full of, of, of paintings um i yeah, try to so give them to the people like, long story short fucking give me the painting of me i'm ready for it now Listen. it's been over two years over Listen. two years Listen. over i've got a den now i know okay no no i realize it's like a lot to export um do you know that was pre-podcast oh my god that was you believe that? Holy shit, that was pre-podcast. You did that pre-podcast. Oh my god! You got like in comparison to now, you just didn't. We, we've not even reached the tip of that iceberg, right? Yeah. That's crazy. Oh my god. 
If you nope. if you were if you were to paint it now, you would paint a base layer of just like a police cautionary tape. <laughs> no, <laughs> I actually the thing that I'm planning on doing is for everybody who got a painting way back when that was never delivered is I'm going to do an updated an updated one and send both. Well. Uh, Jesus fucking Christ. I come on, Steve. The the only portrait anyone's ever done, I think my friends tuned in. So Ginger did a portrait of me. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I remember it was like before the podcast. Oh, true. uh, My friends tuned in. And uh, I remember to the stream because she painted live on stream. And my friends uh, were so confused. As to uh, how how she knew me so well, and I think she just knows everyone so well. And I'll solve a gift. It's her gift on the old Rust Belt, Rust Belt of America. <laughs> is Honestly, that, is that what? Are you on the Rust Belt? No, I kind of grew up near near-ish the Rust Belt. Um, I'm in I'm in Midwest. I'm in the the northern part of like Tornado Alley, um, I I'm where they grow all the corn. <laughs> yeah, we knew that. Hmm. What? So what the fuck? What does Rust Belt mean? So the Rust Belt What's is where mean? all of the steel factories were. So like, is that like Washington State or no? No, no, no. no. Washington sawmills, isn't it? Yeah, Washington is is like sawmills and stuff like that. Where um. Like you're looking like Eastern Ohio, Western Pennsylvania, West Virginia, mm. Eastern Kentucky, um, where there's high poverty rates and low education rates um, because all the factories shut down. Okay, sorry, listeners from those states, but they, those are just the facts. I mean, they you know, know what's mean, up. Yeah, uh, doesn't mean they're not very thankful. Yeah, you know, put out a little hole in your parents' attic and see what's inside because maybe you could melt down some rare metals for Ted Regal, president <laughs> of Bacchus and Rockwell Rare Coins. Bacchus and Rockwell Rare Coins uh, haven't agreed to sponsor the Ginger Talks podcast, but unwittingly, they now are. I've actually, like, doxed him. I've given the full address. I think he would love it. I think Ted would love it. I do too. I'm meeting him for like ten minutes in a group. Situation. Within within, I'll tell you this. Um, within five minutes of meeting Ted Regal, he admitted to me. I said Fox or CNN, and he said Fox. I was like, oh, here we go, buddy. I was like, how do you feel about Tucker Carlson going? And he's like, oh, good riddance, bro. Uh... I was like, how can you? I was like, how can you watch Fox News and not like Tucker Carlson? Yeah, it's fucking wild. I don't. Look, okay, this isn't a political podcast. Here goes to all our listeners that listen to Fox or watch Fox, whatever the fuck it is. Um, you know, we love you like brothers. We, 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 were, we were talking about the value of love earlier, and I just want to let everybody know. I fucking I love you all, bro. Y'all are fucking great. You're great. If you listen to this podcast, I don't fucking care what you're into. 
<laughs> and that uh, goes for you know linktr.ee forward slash ginger talks for your merch patreon needs yes uh, uh, that's oh so you've sent i've sent, sent an example the, and yours yeah so that's an example Ooh. that is a portrait right there that's me Heck. that's I'm trying to look at it straight up wow i like the layering do you do you, do you feel that captures my aura jack live on it no pressure um i wouldn't know how to represent your aura to be <laughs> honest I wouldn't, it's not how I would, but like, I think how someone represents your aura is depending on how you, what you are, to, how they perceive you. Right. But also I wouldn't be able to express myself like that because that's just fucking awesome. Um, it, for those that are listening, it looks like you've kind of done like one color, then the next color, then the next, like lay it up, but then you look closer and it's kind of like, no, you've gone back to that color. You've revisited this color. Cause like the layering. You, you know, I've not looked at it in insane. a while and I realized that there's like, I do like that. Something I'd never noticed that there was a figure of a person. I noticed that straight away, dog. I didn't notice that first time. It looks uh, like a person. Yeah, I don't know what exactly this, like, all the paintings from around this time are very, like, different. Um, kind of stylistically, but that one, like, everybody was always just like, it looks like a tree man in the middle which just makes so much sense. And I was just like, I, I don't fucking know, man. <laughs> I don't fucking know. It's just what my hands did. <laughs> we all wear masks. because <laughs> You know, um, sorry to do a hard pivot. No, you gonna... know, I was going around uh, asking people who'd seen the Jim Carrey movie, The Mask. Oh gosh! The, the day after the wedding, and there were people at the table that hadn't seen it, and that fucked me right up. Really? Can I? What? Can I please do a little mask spin off here. What? So two weeks ago, right? I got a very cheap flight to Venice. I had a car and f- drove to Slovenia to go fly fishing. On the way back, Wh- wait a second. What? Oh, holy shit! That was a whole this story. Wait, 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 wait. There's what? a story here, and it's mask related. This is related to the mask. Yeah, to the mask. What? what? So, bear with me here. I'm, I'm <laughs> going to get through the like the the details to get to the mask part and elaborate more on that. But two weeks ago, I was like, oh yeah, I got a three day weekend and I can also work remotely. So I was like, fuck yeah, like I um I, I looked for cheap flights out of the Midlands in the UK, and there was a cheap flight to Venice. So I was like, oh back and forth. Yep, decided on that. I had a car because I wanted to go fly fishing in Slovenia, which is up the north of Italy, which is where Venice is. So I drove this little Fiat through Italian roads. There are no rules. It's insane. And before coming back, because that was just a Saturday, before coming back, I called my Italian mate who I know is from Venice but lives in Milan for work. It just happened so that he was back that weekend because it was his partner's um, birthday. So he made a bit of time for me. And um, on the Sunday night, we caught up for a pizza and just, like, yeah, had some, some nice drinks and stuff. And so I met this guy in Virginia Tech like 10, 12 years ago when we both did a semester abroad. He's a very nice guy. His name's Giuseppe. He's getting married to, his, um, to Laura in May next year. Like the invites are already out and stuff. 
and we're talking about the wedding and he kind of just went off and like, I don't know, like we're going through details and he kind of mentioned that he's thinking about dressing, like wearing the same suit as the mask to his wedding. A bright yellow <laughs> suit because it's his favorite film. Oh my God. He fucking loves the mask. And I remember <laughs> this. Wait, wait, wait. No, 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 no. His favorite no. film. No, yeah. no, no, no. Dude, he loves it. He was, no, I remember it was that, weird. I'm like, the mask? You can't man. fucking wear that to your wedding. Well, that's what I thought. No, so I asked Laura, like his partner, and I was just like, okay, um, how do you feel about this? And she's like, in all honesty, he's been talking about this for over six years. <laughs> so if he shows up on the day wearing that, I'm okay with it. It's just oh okay. God. We're going to get married. Uh, no, no. <laughs> I do not trust that my friend Giuseppe's not going to wear the mask like he's gonna he might wear the fucking oh actual mask too but like the hat the yellow like tuxedo or whatever the fuck oh my god i genuinely <laughs> think he's going to rock up to this wedding in venice wearing his yellow tux. Yeah, it's, he's getting a yellow tux. it's so it's so not venetian either do you know what i mean <laughs> oh no so, oh like you know they're like they're like stuck in the renaissance era but imagine right so picture this like picture your like a blushing bride walking up the aisle, you know, you've never looked better. And then you, you, your fella's got like a green face. Like, do you, like, do you take like another step? Like, it's like, do you, do you take this, uh, do you take this man to be your lawfully wedded husband? And he's, uh, no, uh, no, do you take this woman to be your lawfully wedded bride? And he just goes, somebody stop me. <laughs> <laughs> so, somebody is that he's like in a broken like english like italian somebody has stopped me <laughs> it may just happen it may just happen listen oh, oh my god i'm not so the term we've been using lately is i'm not gonna yuck someone's yums Oh, whatever makes you happy. Do you? I mean, you're the one who has to look at those photos for the rest of your life. Like, I almost wore yeah. um, I almost wore a tuxedo in my wedding or a black dress. Yeah, yeah, but that's you know, you're not dressing like, as the fucking mask. Are you? I mean, like, you know, mm. unless it was Jackie Chan's tuxedo, you know that movie. I the, mean, I loved that movie. I watched that movie. We've hundred percent talked about. It. I can almost hear. Tim cutting it out because we already spoke about it. But, uh-huh. um, or, or uh, do you know what? You know, luckily Sam's gone to bed, so, so I'd love to be like, you know, Flash Gordon? No. All <laughs> oh, right. Emperor Ming from Flash Gordon. Oh my God. Imagine that, like, she turns up, she has no idea what I'm going to look like. And I just look like he, uh, Jack's googling it now. I, I just look like Emperor Ming. <laughs> oh yeah, okay, I'm all for that. Yes. Uh, although now I'm thinking about it, like sweet, can't, can't, the fact that that's a white guy is super racist. Yeah. Um, and he's also called Ming, it's like mm. weird, right? Uh, or. <sighs> If you got married to Amy, yeah, what, like, and you had to cosplay at the wedding, what would you like cosplay as? Well, that is a huge question off the top of my head. <laughs> like, if you had, if you had to like cosplay, like, you're not allowed to wear the like the standard, 
like, I, like Ming the Merciless, like that's a bit of a weird one. Like I don't even really like that movie that much. So, like, yeah, not a truthful answer. He had to cosplay or something. Like, I, I, I think I would cosplay as like a Renaissance poet and just like a Jacobean rough. Imagine like turning mm-hmm. up and wearing a Jacobean rough. I wouldn't mind going as like some form of like cowboy. <laughs> what? what do you mean by? Well, like I just I just like that like that Texas look, you know, like the boots. You're almost in a like okay, you got nice slacks, your boots, and you got that like weird rapey priest buckle thing instead of a tie. <laughs> rapey priest buckle, and then you've got the hat. Yeah, I just like that. I think, you mean I think you're bolo tie. <laughs> That's what that you know the the, the bolo tie. It's like a shoelace. Yeah, that. It's got like a buckle thing. As well. Yeah, yeah, like a little like, like a, a child's tooth. Like a oh shit, child's tooth. I mean, yeah, I'll see the more belt buckle that behind the steel. This yeah. guy just told me to go fuck myself with my laugh. I need you to know I've been laughing so hard since you said rapey priest buckle time. <laughs> right? Yeah. I was just thinking, like, who else wears those fucked collars? And it's only priests. Like, it's, it's only priests. <laughs> no, 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 no. That's like, it's like a, like a sitcom grandfather would wear them or something. Or <sighs> but, bolo time. I mean, that's not exactly cosplay, but it's like, that's a... Uh, no, nah, no, nah, it told is. told vanilla, is, man. No, nah, no, nah, it is cosplay, like, in the fact that anyone that's wearing a bolo tie today, and I'm sorry if any of our listeners are, and I probably know fucking some of you. I've, seen it, I've seen it become goblin. real stylish, man. Real stylish. How does it not come <laughs> back? How's it not people I know, but... <laughs> how's it, how, oh, here's the question. How has it not, like, swung all the way back to being, like, a hipster phenomenon? Oh, it I is. Think, like, here. Yeah, bolo ties. Yeah, oh, they're coming back. Get off, man. Yeah, dog. Yeah. I'm ahead of the curb for the UK yeah. scene. The UK? Yeah. Are you saying we're like far behind? No, the I'm just saying behind. I'm on a different wave. Nah, the Wizard of Oz over here, man. Fucking. Yeah. <laughs> uh, by the way, when was the last time I saw you? Last weekend. At the last wedding. weekend, yeah, the wedding. And when did you do that fucking mad trip where you had the mask? The weekend before. So how did I manage to see you for a whole weekend and you did not mention that fucking weird as fuck story? <laughs> well, I also had one of the, like, a couple of the, well, one of the best days of my life. I was fishing in, like, this crystal heel blue yeah, exactly. river in the mountains. You know Caught what? some rainbow trout, watched them swim off. It was beautiful. You know what? This is, you know, I'm a little hurt, like, I, 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 I invite you on the fucking podcast, man. I find out you're, like, hiding. The best moment of your life? Oh, I thought we were bros, bro. You've got so many best moments. <laughs> and you know what? This, obviously, this crowns them. You're on the Ginger Talks podcast, bro. This is it. Yeah, this is pinnacle for me, too. This is like the Air Jordans of your life. I don't know what I do tomorrow. Like, how the fuck do you back this up? Um... Bro, this is, yeah. You, you know, I walk the streets and I have to go incognito. You should see the heat map. Grown. The podcast is grown, bro. The thing yeah. that I love is the heat map around my city is slowly growing. Like it's it's becoming, you know, a bit more active. But where you're at is fucking stupid. <laughs> There's so much activity. 
And I, I'm just like, well. Sure. Uh, Druid, you local icon. Thank I you, all listeners. Like, I don't know who the fuck is actually listening. We've got no <laughs> idea. We yeah. actually have no idea. We, uh, we, we stand where it's out, right, that most people that listen to this podcast are people that are... We, we just don't know who they are. There's, mm-hmm. a silent, there's a silent majority out there. Yeah. And they just had... Uh, but, bro, like, I, can't, I cannot believe we went to that fucking wedding and we sat around making pleasantry. You didn't tell me about going via Venice to Slovenia. How did you keep that to yourself? Uh, yeah. How did you do you that? You don't just openly, like, start a conversation by bragging about something. Like, I was, yeah, I was trying to do it all like, the time. I, like, we were in the car five minutes. I was like, my podcast, my podcast. Yeah. I, I mean, don't know. Like, it just didn't come up in conversation, I guess. I, I want to, like, suck the dick of your fish? world. The biggest fish I caught. That was a beautiful rainbow. So I mean, like, I don't think I agree with the whole notion of fishing. Hey, uh, catch and release, Simon. All right. <laughs> the well, one I thing I've realised is because, like, my hobbies are all, like, outdoors and, like, disengage with technology. I this mean, is that's... one of them that... Go on. I was going to say, I mean, that's, that's fair. Like, more people should do that, but... Yeah, yeah, and it's it's good for the soul. It's just it's really nice that you're focused on kind of one activity as opposed to like multitasking, different notifications and shit. Yeah, of course. And like just speaking to most people in the UK, like I've I've seen so much more native wildlife and like um, yeah, like like flora and fauna and like just different things like outdoors than them. Like there's every because like if you're on a river, for instance, like every animal will come. Mm. drink from it or live near it or you sit by it long yeah, enough like yeah. kingfisher or an otter or a freak whatever it might be so yeah. people lose their shit overseeing mm. kingfisher don't they it's, it's rare as fuck i've seen one yeah so i've seen a few but like they, they, for those that don't know it's a it's a bird with a very vibrant light blue wingspan like it's yeah little, you, it's a little bit you know it you know it by the fact that it's like like turquoise in color yeah, like, it's away, beautiful, but... it is lovely, but it's like fleeting. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, you know, you talking about going outside? So that seventy-five percent of the listenership is just like. Uh... Sorry, everyone. Back on track yeah. now. Yeah. No, 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 you're fine. Uh, I'm, um... I'm, I'm insulting the listenership again. <laughs> I uh, well, that's like. I've decided now that I have, um, like, I want to buy another um, camera body that I is my like travel camera body that just like sits like in my car in my bag, so I can just like when the urge strikes me to take a photo, I can just take a photo. Um, mm-hmm. And like that urge has been hitting me more and more lately, and so I'm just like. God, because I see things and I'm like, this would be a beautiful photo. And then I'm like, well, fuck man. Like, but then I also remember like, I'm in this beautiful, serene moment. Like I know people who go, like they'll go to a show and they'll sit there on their phone and record Mm. like a full song. And I'm like, no, I may record 15 seconds and then. Thrown down. 
Yeah, phone down straight away. And also, like, how often do people actually sit back and like review like concert like concert videos that they take? Because like I do not watch that back. I always take them. And like you realise that it like file it under like doggerel. Because yeah. I do not watch con- like how much concert footage do you watch back that you've like what percent like never but I always take it. It's like um when you're on vacation with a partner and you take like these like landscape shots of like things you could buy on a postcard. But in the age of the but you do that out of habit, right? Because in the age of the internet, that memory is like sealed, signed, delivered, you can get it for free on the internet of a monument. It's about like what you're doing in that space. Like I never look back at landscapes. It's different for you because like you take photos of things in like an artistic way. Yeah. Whereas like on my phone, if I'm taking concert footage, unless it's got something memorable, like really memorable, like how much of that am I watching? I would say about ten percent. You know what I think's the funniest thing to film ever? What I love I love when people film firework shows. Oh, oh, god. oh my god. Imagine sitting at home watching a firework show. Fuck me. Like, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. Here's the crackling. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't really understand like fireworks it in the age of like I get I get why people like five hundred years ago would have thought they were the best thing ever. Yeah. But at this point, like I see fireworks every time uh you know, I flip on the TV and Whoopi Goldberg's on it. Yeah. Or uh, Big Bang Theory is on. Big Bang Theory. How long? Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, Big Bang. And, and Sheldon says something. Oh. Well, you don't like, like fireworks. Like, Ginger, do you like fireworks? Um, I have a love hate relationship with fireworks. Um, I, if I don't know that they're coming, I fucking hate them. Um, but I mm-hmm. like the thing with fireworks is they, um, the thing with them is like people like start clapping before it's over. And then like the finale is actually really fucking disappointing. And mm. yeah, yeah. Like, you know, I think, the, you know, I think the worst thing about fireworks is that they are well and truly the silent killer over the environment it was a really bad joke um, oh. <laughs> <laughs> so bad, so, so bad. I, I mean, that's so bad that it's like surely yeah. that's coming around for you it's fireworks. fireworks the silent killer it's come around. Okay. It's come around. I was once in the Philippines and there was like a huge um, parade just happened to be at the same part in Palawan that day. And um, I was in Puerto Princesa and there's a, a huge biodiversity parade. And there were like all these like uh, floats that were made by people to like represent like the jungle and species of animals and types of trees and stuff. 
And then to top it all off at the end of the day, there was like a fucking one hour blasting of fireworks and just smoke in the air. And just like, Jesus. I was like, you don't quite grasp like biodiversity and the environment. And like, yeah, yeah fireworks. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. a matter of time though, because fireworks will be replaced by those huge synchronized drones shows. Oh, right? yeah, yeah. 100%. Because they can like make pictures and shit. They can be like programmed to yeah. do different things. Like, they're incredible. Well, so at the time of recording, we've just seen the king's coronation. Oh, yeah. And uh, he had, like, dolphins flying in the sky. Like, fireworks can't do that. Uh, um, you know, we also, in this country, uh, you know, further to that, like, we associate fireworks with the guy that tried to blow up the parliament. Yeah, right. guy for... Yeah. Yeah. I literally was talking about that with someone earlier today. Um, guy, guy Fawkes. Yeah, we. Uh, He's always getting dipping his nose in, isn't he? <laughs> we were we were talking about burning things and and fires and lighting the world on fire. Um, long story. Uh, but she started talking about um, like they have bonfires for like for Guy Fawkes Day and. Things like that and um, like a big group of people around for the, the a giant bonfire, basically. And they're like, do you guys have anything like that over there? And we're like, not for that reason. Maybe to like go get high and commune with nature or like in our own backyards, but not. <laughs> yeah, uh, the, t- the tire fire. Like, well, I was talking more about like Burning Man. Oh, right, right, right. And the entire Bro, burner you, scene. Are you even a burner? Don't talk to me. I. Are you a burner, Ginger? I know some burners, and I have some friends who would be like, I feel like you would love burns. And I was like, uh, maybe, but I, I don't necessarily. I'm not at a point right now where I want to go to a burn. So, like, hey. <laughs> Play with fire, you're gonna get burned, bro. But hey, like in Scotland, they they celebrate Burns Night, and that's uh, for the poet uh, Robert Burns, and they just basically sing a song to a haggis. Interesting. Oh. It's a very different festival, but um, so uh, I'm just, gonna just just accelerating. One thing you find, I'm actually coming right now. Oh Jesus. God, I'm gonna circle uh, around for a second. Because this is something that I've noticed with you, Druid, that doesn't happen with us Americans very often, and I've noticed it with Jack. You guys are just name-dropping countries that you guys have been to. So, Jack, you're also kind of a well-traveled man, it seems. You, you say also, like, I'm not that well-traveled. So, you think I drop countries that I've been to, like, a lot? No, so, but... What I'm getting at is here in the States, you guys can buy a ticket and go to Venice on like a cheap flight or just go to France or. Mm, Okay. Yeah. Fair point. Yeah. Europe. Europe. Mm -hmm. It's very well connected. Yes. Yeah, please carry any question anyway. I didn't. I would never call myself well-traveled. That's. Yeah. It's it's almost like you would feel embarrassed to like say that about yourself. Like you wouldn't want to be like, Oh, I'm so well traveled. Cause you'd be I, like, you should be proud of it. Cause it's all, it's awesome. No, but no, but I've not a bit. I've been out of Europe. So out of Europe to me, 
Europe's safe as fuck. Like going around in Europe is just like it's like going around the like the states for you guys, right? Mm-hmm. Because like for me, I you know took a flight over and I visited like a bunch of countries on the continent by train. I've done I've done all that, but like like outside of you, I've been to New York once. Mm-hmm. I've been to like fucking Turkey once. That's like not like for me, like what you're saying, like it's like a different fucking thing to what, like what Jack's saying is like okay. so much more well traveled than that. But anyway, like just please continue question. I don't know why I fucking made that point. Well, so for, for an American that lives in the middle of the country that is in a landlocked state with nothing to offer really, um, being in Italy and the Philippines and I mean, growing up in Australia, I'm assuming that you spent most of your youth in Australia. Um, like you've traveled a fair bit then. Yeah. Yeah. Like it, I have, um, it's definitely like a, it's it's hard to not come across wanky here because you're like, oh, it's not like a part of my identity, but like it's just something I enjoy and something I've done. No, it's cool. So yeah, I guess I'd say that. But like, it's there's uh, whilst there's a lot of de- like a lot of amazing places I've seen. Like, it's not like I'm really off the grid. Like going into like those super less traveled places. And yeah, but I like Ginger totally see like in Midwest America, it's like. Everything's so fucking far when you're in the middle of America because America's fucking huge. Yeah, yeah. And I'll, I can also elaborate on that. When you're from Australia, right? Um, you're very isolated. You're on a big island. It's a big desert, and you all live on the edge of it to not fucking perish. Right. And <laughs> people like we're, we're, we're our society's like developed and stuff, and people like earn a good wage, and like life's life's amazing there. So a lot of people do have that desire to travel. Mm-hmm. Um, because they, because they simply can, like we're all very, like a lot of people are privileged and lucky. There's definitely those that aren't, but, um, so yeah, there's that desire for a lot of people. So a lot of Australians like are known globally to kind of travel and see the world a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, they're not always known as the best tourists because for a lot of Australians, mm-hmm. they only go to Europe once and of course they're going to fucking send it and get wasted. And <laughs> right. Well, uh, carry on. Uh, uh, Actually, uh, uh, as you were saying, I was just thinking, like, when I did, when I, like, travel by rail across uh, Europe, and obviously I've been to, like, a few European countries, like, regularly throughout my life, like, the one constant you always see in, like, hostels and backpacking hotels is, like, a fuckload of Australians, and they <laughs> are out, the, they are always out to party. Yeah. They are. <laughs> they yeah. are, you know, and the English have a terrible reputation, but the Australians are like under the fucking radar. Wild. Well, I mean, even Australians here, like the Australians that I've met here in the Midwest, are just like, so we're we gonna go tear it up tonight. <laughs> and I'm like, I, I mean, we can, we can fucking burn this bitch down. Like, let's go. Mm. But like, but remember, I live here. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like. <laughs> So, yeah, like, so I mean, <laughs> it's there's a, like there's a little bit of that like culture growing up where it's like yeah you 
might underage drink and then it's like very drink culture but i think the younger generation are like a bit healthier in that sense i think that's across the board i, I think they agree that's the same we, here potentially you know we're quite similar here in like the drink culture yes we're fucking mad for it like i think more so than you guys in america as well like where you'll have like a couple of beers open a tab and then fuck off home but like we're like you know, oh, i've drink. seen americans do Ameri- differently. Well, <laughs> well, it, look you've seen everyone fucking do it yeah so but. well i'm gonna i'm gonna spill some 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 tea on an event um i was at a streamer event and i got off the plane got checked into my room and i i just took like 30 minutes in my room just to kind of decompress and then I went down to go through registration to pick up my badge, do all this thing. And I started talking, you know, just to some folks seemed like pretty average, normal fucking people. And then I ran it. Like I started talking to a dude who talked about doing shoeies. Um, (laughs) And then like people like they provided us some drinks. Like we had drink tickets so we could have a couple of drinks, but we couldn't bring in, other alcohol from like the hotel bar in, but some of these people just like at the hotel bar, it's a Tuesday night and there's just like drunk nerds everywhere. And I'm like, okay, I, I see, I see what's happening here. And like, I can tear it up with the best of them. I can throw down and get just fucking shwasty. But I'm also like I travel alone a lot, so like I yeah. I I gotta take care of myself. Yes, of course, uh, of course. But like I'm also real cheap, so I'm like, oh, I will have three of these six dollar drinks, please. Thank you. Uh huh. Yep, I will nurse these for five hours. Thank you. Oh, somebody else is buying me drinks. Yeah, no, just keep them fucking coming. Let's go. Let's let's party. <laughs> like. It's so funny when you're traveling because in most parts of the world, right, that when you're when you're out of when you're like out of town and you're drinking, it's like a party, it's like an occasion. So most places that you go, uh, the bar staff like welcome, like fully welcome you in with open arms and like, oh, it's a fucking tourist, right? Let's get here, bleed all this money. You know the one place I've been to where I got like fully like persecuted for drinking on a weeknight was Sweden. The Swedes, the Swedish fucking, like, they do, they, they have, like, a culture where they go absolutely batshit crazy on the weekends, but they're completely suppressed through the week. So I got kicked out of a bar for drinking a third beer. Really? Whoa. Yeah, I'm not even, like, slightly toasted at this point. And this guy just says, you've had too many drinks. Go out. I wasn't being loud. I wasn't being boisterous. He saw me go to the bar for a third time. And then I asked like a local, like, what the fuck is the deal with that? They do not want anyone drinking on a weekday. Oh, my God. That's ridiculous. I'm like, dude, like, fucking ABBA come from there. Like, get uh, yeah, like, I I love I love Sweden. Such a yeah, like smart and like incredible country. That's that's kind of um shocking because I mean the damage comes from binge drinking. 
Doesn't right. come from fucking moderation through the yeah, waves. Yeah. Well, oh, I'm, I'm, right I'm right not. Now. I'm hardly the arbiter of moderation. <laughs> yeah. But, well, but yeah. But even here in the states, every state has their own laws about like selling alcohol. Right. Yeah, There's, that's a that's a, it's such a weird thing that is as well. Like to get your head around. Yeah. So like, if you go into Minnesota, liquor stores are closed on Sundays, I believe. So you can't buy, you can't just buy alcohol, period, on a Sunday. You have to have bought your alcohol any of the other six days of the week. Oh, right. yeah, it looks like you're going to have to siphon that out of your Minnesota text there. I'm sorry, we're closed. Like That, that is shit. Yeah, and there, there are some mm. places where you can't buy liquor on Sundays. You can only buy beers and wines. Yeah. Ah, yeah, it's the Lord's Day, you know. Uh, maybe you could go ice fishing instead. It is Minnesota. I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> you. You just hate me because you know that sounds like someone from Minnesota. Oh, that's, that's more, it's less minute. More Minnesota is a little bit more like this. You're getting a little bit more Fargo. You got you got a little bit there more Fargo in that there. A little Fargo, North Dakota, there again. Yeah. So yeah, uh, that, yeah, Minnesota's a little bit more. Yeah, yeah, you know what, beaten that. Yeah. Ah, uh, yeah. 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 I love that. Uh, so, but like, there are also states that are just like, oh, you. Uh, this is a dry. This is a dry city. In a dry county, meaning you have um, to drive what? to a different county to buy your booze to bring it back. It's not illegal to possess it and to drink it. You just can't buy it there. Or bring it back there and then sell it. Right. Right. Yeah. Oh my god. What are they what like boardwalk empire or some shit? Like yeah, the prohibition. Like that. Shouldn't die for some people. Oh, I, the, the Mary Rose is coming in. Let's get some hard liquor. My college campus was a dry campus in a dry town because they were respecting the Amish. We couldn't have girls live like we didn't have sorority houses. We had fraternity houses, but you couldn't have sorority houses. You had to have a certain number of adults per student in the in the all-female dorms. Uh, I'm sorry, but that screaming fucking creepazoid. But it was it was like to respect the Amish in the area. Uh, Amish in the area, the silent killer. Dude, it was what? it was fucking wild, I, man. Respect the Amish. Yeah. Aren't they out there living their own lives anyway? Like not pestering anyone or like just, just really keeping well, themselves? Like, the, it's the, the, the one group of people we know aren't listening. Right. Well, so the so, Amish uh, in, in Western Pennsylvania, the Am- a lot of the Amish still have like cars and use banks and do go to the grocery stores for some things. So they're not like the super strict Amish, but they still follow Amish traditions. And it it was a super tiny college in a super tiny town. And like the Amish kids used to like ride their horse and buggy through campus. Like for a change of scenery. Oh my God. 
or if they wanted to go, you know, misbehave, they would ride into the campus because yeah. then their parents <laughs> wouldn't find them. It must have felt like going to like some kind of museum of museum of sin. Well, for them, yeah. You, yeah, you go you go in there and it's like Van Wilder. I mean, sometimes. <laughs> sometimes. This is a dry campus. Well the the deal was campus security, uh like if you had someone who probably should have gone to the hospital from overindulging you called campus security and campus security took care of it. And if the police got called, the police would call campus security to see if campus security would take care of it first before the actual police showed up. And even then the actual police let a lot of things slide. Okay. I, I can't get ahead. I, like, to be honest, I can't get ahead. Head nor hair of that. It's fucking, it was so fucking weird, man. Like, where I went wow. to college was just a weird spot. Like, did like did well? Obviously, people still drink alcohol to some extent, but like, did people like use other drugs? Oh yeah, almost. Yeah. Oh, you, you 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 can you can almost hear the Buffalo Soldiers giving out a war cry. Surely. Oh, dude, I mean, that's that's not necessarily a bad thing. Like, if everyone went like down the hippie route, that's kind of a nice vibe too. But then, like. <laughs> Getting on like we, other stuff and not having alcohol. Yeah, we had well, some dudes would, who like they all they did was just fucking sit and smoke weed in the room, and and were very hippy dippy. And then we had some of the dudes who were like, "Dude, I'm gonna get high. And I'm gonna watch Fight Club, and I'm gonna be so like, uh, oh, uh, yeah." And okay. then I had a dude that I went to school with who he literally was just like, "Hey." I trust you. I need help with something. And I was like, I bet what's up. And he goes, I'm going to go buy mushrooms. Will you come with me? And will you be my sober partner? And I was like, I mean, all right, sure. Like, whatever, dude, like I will be your sober partner. I will help make sure that you don't like rip your face off in case you get some bad shit. Like, <laughs> like, yeah. I, I, someone said, Oh, can and you be my sober partner, Drew, and I'm be like, hell fucking no. I'll be your partner in crime and that is all. Right. But, but that, no, that speaks to you, though. That speaks to, like, yeah. You know what? Like, I can't imagine being around people on mushrooms if I wasn't. <laughs> I can imagine it. I just wouldn't want to. It, like, I don't know, I don't want to babysit like a load of fucking... How do you do at that then? Like, what was the most challenging aspect of that? Uh, so, the most challenging aspect of I don't know what the fuck word I was just trying to say but uh, the most challenging aspect of like any of that kind of stuff was like he looked at me and he goes I'm so thirsty and handing him a bottle of water and him just looking back at me and just saying, I'm so thirsty. I like, mm. like, I was like, dude, take the water. And so finally, like, he came out of whatever, like, little trip he was in. And like, um, and oh my God, that's just like too real, that story. But like, 
the other thing too is like the first time we tried to like he wanted to go buy the shrooms he had a dude lined up he borrowed a friend's car and he was driving it at night he couldn't figure out how to turn on the headlights so we're driving out of campus and he goes i can't do this and then just like drove back into campus and parked the car and then he smoked a lot of weed and we played uh guitar hero <laughs> huh, yeah <laughs> like that's so that is so funny like but, you know fucking albert yeah not turning on your headlights is definitely how you get police attention right I've, yeah it's a been in the car once with a friend who didn't and he got pulled over because we'll we'll just go into the shop to get a kebab or something it was like literally three blocks and yeah he got pulled over on the way back for not having the headlights on and i had to watch my mate go and put them back in a van and driven off. Oh, <laughs> I was just like, well, I obviously can't drive now because you're watching me, so I'll just walk home, I guess. Oh, it's so awkward. Yeah, it was so awkward. Oh, I felt so bad. I've been stopped by the police like that. I've been arrested. Oh, you have? Yeah, yeah. I don't think it's a very interesting story, though. Oh. I think I might have told it on the podcast, though. So I don't know. Oh. It's super not interesting. Mm. I... I've had my fair share of conversations with police. I did. Uh, so before I got married, I was living with my ex-wife. We were doing, doing our thing. And I was driving to go to a bowling alley to meet up with some friends from work to just like hang out. And, um, like I was drive. I crested this hill and there was a cemetery off to the right. And I'm flying down this hill. I was speeding before I crested it, but then I just let gravity, you know, take the wheel. And I got pulled over. And I was like, fuck. So I texted my friends. I was like, hey, I just got pulled over. I don't know if I'm going to be there. It's fine. Uh, I'll just let you know. And then I called my my ex-wife and I was just like, okay, I just want to let you know I just got pulled over because I was, I'm, I'm sure it's because I was speeding. Whatever the deal is with the ticket, I'll deal with it. It's fine. I talked my way out of a speeding ticket for going 15 over, which here in Iowa, if you're going 20 over, they can just take your license. <laughs> oh my God. Oh. <laughs> so I talked and- my way out of a speeding ticket and a no registration ticket. <laughs> I, I, I think it's more serious in America, the highway cop shit. Oh, yeah. Dude. We, we don't really. Oh, I don't really hear anyone getting stopped by the police. Oh, no, like, no, neither no. that. But then again, like you know, I got a fine in New York. I tried to talk out of it, but they wouldn't let me. Mm-mm. Not New York. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah, yeah New were, York. They were yeah, pricks too, man. Like I was with two friends. One of them's the Italian I just mentioned, who wants to go to as the. Oh yeah, 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 Jim Terry. The other one's Dutch guy. We were just in New York for like Easter weekend, whatever. Coming home from big night out, we're in um, still downtown, like in. Uh, Fuck, what's it called? Uh, Manhattan, Manhattan. Manhattan. Yeah. And like we had, we got a beer from the like the, the off license or the corner store and we we're on the last two blocks before our accommodation. And it was um in a paper bag and we thought that's what you had to do. Yeah. Oh. I can't believe he stopped you on this. this against a wall, like literally. And I'm like, all right, guys, like I'm the first, I'm the only first English speaker yeah. here. Let me deal with this. And I was like bringing out all the like pleading weapons, like showing the right courtesies and respect. Mm-hmm. And he just, they kept us against the wall for like. He did that because he enjoyed it. I think it was between 30 and 45 minutes wow. as yeah. they checked that we weren't immigrants, like that were illegally there. Oh, and yeah. They still gave us the fine, right? And the only way we could pay it was by check in the mail. 
Yeah. <laughs> so we went back to like where we were like at Virginia Tech where we were for the semester, and we, well, myself and the Italian bloke um, transferred money to the Dutch bloke because he had a bank account set up in the US. We didn't. He writes the check all on one, sends oh, it all in one envelope. Fuck. Yeah. And then he, he ends up cancelling his bank account before it even arrives oh. to them in the mail. Yeah. Oh, yeah. my to God. To this day, I'm like, I've never paid for that fine. Like, the I know. That, well, they've heard you now. We know that... Well, I've um, been back since, so fuck them. We know, yeah. we, oh, well, we, we know that uh, New York mayoral candidates do listen to this show uh, quite oh. often. They find my uh, New York accent really charming. <laughs> I'm walking down. Yeah. He, he's an asshole and he's a dog. Oh, I want to say that might be like more New Jersey. No, uh, well, yeah, maybe a bit like. Yeah. Um, like, uh, it, all right, you've just crushed my dreams. I'm sorry, mate. Yeah, I'm probably wrong. What do I know? Hey, about that, that's Joey Tribbiani. Forget about it. That's that's a t- Italian New Yorker or like yeah, yeah. on the on the New York side of Jersey. Like that's yeah. that's well, what I, your I, what your channel I in think, there. I think New York doesn't have an accent anymore because no. it's like you know you watch these like short form videos that get advertised on Facebook where it's like that guy going like, "Hey, how much is your apartment worth?" and they're like. About five thousand dollars, and they go up, and he's like, "What do you do?" I I don't know account management or some shit, and they've got like this like fucking like plants indoors that like turn into gold and shit. Yeah, Yeah. like and and it's just like a guy in like a snapback cap and vans, and he's like, "How much do you earn?" You're like, "He's the same age as me." He goes. Five thousand dollars a fucking day. You know what do you do? Content management. New York's a fucking insular place, man. Like everyone there thinks the world revolves around it, but they all work so hard, so they have to play hard to get like make it worthwhile living there. But they earn so much money that everything costs so much as well. It's like right. it's this fucking bubble yeah. crap, in my opinion. But, anyway, so it, it, it's like it's like a fucking sc- they celebrate themselves so much in New York. So you uh, you buy into the romanticism of it. I I had an interesting conversation with my boss who is an entertainer by trade. um, But she lived in New York for a while and she's lived on the West coast a little bit. And she, uh, she was like, New York is the land of misfits where the misfits all go to just be and do what they want and do what they love. LA Mm. and like SoCal is all, it's it's all the land of misfits, but they're all the people who think they're hot shit. Oh, which okay. is very much like because L.A. is so much worse. Like when I was in L.A. Uh, a couple months ago and someone was just like, oh, so what do you do besides this? And I'm like, well, I'm a content creator and it's not a big deal. They're like, oh, yeah, no, my my cousin and my brother yeah, and I'm his friends. Shit. And I'm like, everybody's trying to be a content creator out there. Absolutely. I get it. <laughs> Uh, but, but, but uh, well, I'll say this, and sorry to interrupt, but there's no denying New New York is friendly as fuck for the most part. Yeah. So I totally get that. I've never been to LA, but I can 
seen like I've said, yeah. so you're saying LA is like oh what the fuck you know you again there's no LA accent right no so the funny thing is is you get into big cities and there's no accents mm. but you get to the rural areas of a state or you get more to like the edges of places or, or like large cities and you start to hear kind of an accent um you don't get someone walking through downtown Chicago and, you know, I'm from Chicago and, you know, over here we do this kind of thing unless there's some, it, it's, it's an extreme either they're mm. forever. They've forever been in Chicago and they've been in their one neighborhood, their entire life. And, you know, when the apartment upstairs opened up when they were 19, they moved into the apartment upstairs and they never left the building that they grew up in. Like you either have those kinds of people who were just chronically forever in that place or there's just, you don't get an accent until you get outside of it. So New York doesn't really have an accent much anymore. LA, San Diego, like, you don't get a lot yeah. of accents there. No, that, that's true. This is where we differ, because across the UK, and like you must see, I don't think you have the, in like Australia, the rate that accents change in the UK over short spaces of land is crazy yeah it's insane like the accent of someone two hours away from where we're sat right now will be so radically different that even a native speaker might struggle yeah two hours in any direction in any direction in any radius like the variance in you in english accents is mental yeah well and even like hearing my dad talk versus my brother versus my sister. Cause my dad has a little bit more of the twangy, not even like drawl necessarily, but my dad has a little bit more of that. Well, you know, I was just sitting here on the couch thinking about going to put a new radiator in the truck. Like, but my brother he talks, you know, very much like a normal dude, you know, just like a, a no accent having like person. Right, yeah, yeah. But I have like more of my dad comes out in me the more I drink or when I'm startled or um, my little sister even was like, you know how you said we all have that like Southern accent that just like pops out in us and what we do like when we're like startled or something. And I was like, yeah, she goes, well, we hit a deer the other night. We're all fine. It's okay. And I was like, Jesus fuck. Okay. You should have led with that. But, uh, <laughs> apparently like she, like she yelled and she swore, but it was very like Southern. And she was just like, so I know exactly what you talk about. And uh, when you, or I know exactly what you mean when you talk about that, and I'm like, yeah, kid, it's okay. <laughs> Like, I don't know. Like, and accents are so weird because, like, a small town, like, news person, like a news correspondent, will go to a big city to learn how to deliver news without an accent and to do it very, like, there's a, a certain, like, rhythm and structure that they have. And then they go back home and deliver the news that way. So now that the news is so prevalent, like was so prevalent in households for us Americans growing up, a lot of like people will have like less of a regional accent as like their parents. 
Interesting. Yeah. Because, yeah, when you do present the news, they do teach you kind of a new way, well, how, how they want it perceived anyway. Right. It's fucking crazy. Yeah. Sorry, I went off on a on an accent and language, tan- language tangent. No, 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 fair. I mean, in Australia, like, there's not much to say, to be honest. There's, like, you've got Bogan country accents. You've got South Australia pronounce, like, which is just more pronunciation, like, the way they pronounce words and accent, and then just the rest of the country. Like, it's, I feel like it's evolving in a, in a weird way very slowly, but nothing, nothing in comparison to either countries. But also, yeah. very, very small population. Right. Mm. So. Yeah, you know, you know, it's just like it's a weird thing to talk about, and this is why I love the podcast so much. <laughs> <laughs> so, I uh, I looked at how long we've been recording, and I was like, oh, well, fuck. Um, Hey everybody, producer Tim here. Um, hey, this one got a little long, I'm sure you noticed. So uh, we're gonna do the old two-parter. Um, so thanks for stopping by and uh, check out next week for part two. That'll be your guest questions. Take care now. Bye.